Welcome. You've tuned in to Living the Miracle with hosts Michael and Raphael Tamura. You are meant to live a joy-filled life, and you most certainly can. In this program, you will learn simple yet powerful psychic tools to help you fulfill your soul's purpose in this world. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Tamura and Raphael Tamura. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. I'm Raphael. And I'm Michael. The purpose for our show is to awaken souls, develop intuition, and fulfill purpose. Today, we have a show for you about communicating and creating miracles. We've decided each of our episodes this season, we've dedicated each of our episodes this season to creating miracles in some way. We've explored everything from the nature of miracles on how to have miracles to creating miracles to solve problems that can't be solved by traditional means. We've looked at various ways you can create miracles as well. Now we'd like to address a most important ingredient in the process of creating miracles. And that secret sauce in miracle making, if you will, is communication. You already know that communication is all important as the basis of all relationships. It's also essential to all manners of healing. So why wouldn't communication be fundamental to creating miracles since miracles always heal in some way and having a miracle depends on the way you relate to life and the source of life? In a sense, the creating of every miracle begins with a hello. When you communicate in whatever language or form of expression, you are in some way saying hello to someone or something. Hello is the real open sesame that gives you entrance to the secret cave holding the treasures. Hello opens you up to sharing which means it opens you up to both giving and receiving. Creating miracles requires you to open up to the limitless so you can share more of yourself. Today, whether people agree with it or not, when there's a major war going on between countries anywhere in the world, we're all affected by it. Much of the world is seeking to de-escalate the war that the Russian leadership has declared on the Ukraine, for instance, while a peaceful resolution is worked out. In order to do both of those things, we need to communicate. Yet historically, much of military strategy has depended on dividing and conquering the opposition. The declaration of war is in essence a refusal and failure to communicate. With communication, relationships are improved and healing is brought about all the way around for our personal and local to global life. With communication, all things become possible. Without communication, everything deteriorates. Why is communication on all levels so all-important to not only creating miracles, but to healing and having healthy and fulfilling relationships? It's simple. Communication opens us up to the undivided limitlessness of spirit, something you've heard us say a few times. It is by communicating that we experience the unconditional oneness of life. 
Without communication, we remain seemingly isolated bodies floating around aimlessly in space. Communication literally opens the door to our single, undivided inner life essence that we all depend on. Communication is literally the lifeline that connects us to our life support system. Many a sitcom has utilized the now cliched pronouncement, we need to talk, as a tell that a relationship is in trouble. Yet it is also the prelude to the possibility of resolution and healing in that relationship. And the resistance is usually some people just don't want to go through the process yet. They have to eventually. Talking out loud, however, isn't the only way we communicate with one another. Talking actually constitutes a small percentage of all our communication. Besides talking, many people would consider writing a form of communication. It certainly is, but writing is just a different form of verbal communication from talking. Some people are good at reading another's body language. Yet that, like the spoken or written language, looks only at the outward physical expression of communication. What many people fail to realize is that they are communicating themselves all of the time, even if they aren't speaking, writing, or physically acting in some way. In truth, every moment of every day and night, even while you sleep, you are communicating. You are spirit and eternal. Not only do you never die, you don't go to sleep in the way your physical body needs to. That you are means that you are being you are being all of the time and as such, you are expressing yourself all time whether you are aware of it or not. You've all had many experiences of being around someone and feeling their unhappiness or even their happiness, right? How could you know unless they were communicating themselves to you and everyone else who were aware of them? You may have had many instances where you were so aware of how angry or sad someone was, even if they didn't say they were in words, you tried to respond to their communication and were often met with resistance and denial. Perhaps you asked them if they were sad and they retorted, I'm not sad at all. It's not that they weren't necessarily lying to you or they were necessarily lying to you. They most likely were not aware of it themselves. Ultimately, why would anyone not be aware of how they're feeling or what they're wanting or what they would like to say? They are afraid of what would happen if they did become aware of it. So more often than not, those who truly love and care about you are the ones who become aware of your negative emotional conditions before you do. Fear is certainly one of those emotions that most people don't want to become aware of. In fact, so much of what many people erroneously interpret as body aches and pains are pressurized emotions that they are suppressing so that they won't have to be aware of them. When you've pushed down an emotion for long enough, you might become aware of it as a discomfort or even a pain in the body. Yet taking a pain pill doesn't get rid of the pain permanently because that does nothing to heal your underlying emotional condition. 
So all communication has to begin within yourself. Before you can communicate fully with another person, you have to be able to communicate well with yourself. Again, there are many different levels at at which we communicate. You could be an excellent communicator of facts and figures or about scientific or historical knowledge, but almost clueless when it comes to communicating who you are to others. Or you may be an expert at talking all day about your feelings, but have absolutely no idea as to what makes you feel that way. Those areas of unconsciousness are areas where you are not in good communication with yourself. Your awareness plays a huge part in your communication. Without awareness, you could be talking all day without saying hardly anything at all of real meaning. If you are interested in creating more miracles in your life, you have to address your communication. How well do you communicate yourself? What facets of who you are do you communicate well and what facets do you not communicate well? What aspects of your life are you very aware of and what aspects are you not so aware of? All communication for you begins with your communication with yourself. Well, communication with yourself begins with the you that you are currently conscious of as you saying hello to your inner you, your essence or beingness or psychic self. You have to communicate with that aspect of you as spirit, not as a body. And as you do, you begin to get to know spirit more and more. That's the true nature of all communication. It makes you become more aware of and begin to realize spirit. In your communicating with your spirit self, you realize more of the spirit that you are. In your communication with others, you begin to realize that the spirit that they are. That's the foundation of every relationship. As you communicate with another soul, incarnated or in spirit, you get to know that being more and more. At first, you usually get to know the good and the beautiful. Otherwise, you probably won't <laughs> won't willingly go into a relationship with that soul. Oh no, stay away from me. But if you <laughs> if you continue communicating, sooner or later, you'll just start to discover what you might consider the bad and the ugly side of it. Mm. okay the honeymoon's over (laughs) but as all of you who have weathered those storms with someone and persisted once you get past those initial differences and were able to forgive the other person of any judgments or blame you were holding against them you begin to discover even more the good and the beautiful in them And this goes on and on for a very long time, over lifetimes. If the two of you are able to stick it through all those thicks and thins and continue to deepen your communication with each other, sooner or later, there comes a point in your relationship when you actually start to see and experience each other as the true spirit light 
that they that both of you are. The veil gets completely rended when you realize that there's only one of you, that you are both the same limitless eternal spirit expressing your one self through different bodies, personalities, and languages. Cultures. That's the ultimate miracle. But along the way, you'll create many, many miracles in your life as you communicate more and more from the spirit that you are to the spirit that the so-called other person is as well. Then you begin to see that every single person and creature is in truth the same single, undivided, limitless, and eternal spirit. So where can you start with your communication to start creating more miracles in your life? It's always the same to start. Just say hello. D different than just say no. <laughs> Sometimes you do have to say that though. It's yeah. a way of saying hello, right? <laughs> so just say hello more often to everyone and everything. Yep, that's that simple. It's been my experience throughout my whole life that every miracle that I've ever experienced followed me saying hello in some way to someone. Yeah, even, you know, just this morning, uh, look out the window, I hear the cooing, the beautiful cooing of the morning doves. And uh, I look out the window, they're right there. And I just said hello to them, and they look up, they look at you, and go, ah. And when they feel safe, they'll say hello to you again, back. And and the morning doves in our backyard, they made their nest, and uh, uh, this is, they came back from last year, took the same nest, and they're having more babies. <laughs> Uh, so it's it's just life. When you say hello, all the miracles of nature, miracles of life start to unfold before your very eyes. I've told the story before about my simple experience I had as about a maybe 13-year-old when I was just hanging out with a couple of my school friends at the diner one afternoon. When I suddenly intuitively knew I had to walk up to the soda fountain and say hello to this stranger sitting there by herself. At that time, I didn't know why I had to do that. And I certainly didn't know what I was going to say after I, you know, I, I was going to say hi. But, you know, after that, what do I say? I knew it wasn't because I was interested in her or attracted to her in any kind of romantic way or anything like that. I just knew I had to talk to her. That's, I don't know why, I just had to talk to her. Well, what I didn't know until decades later was that that was a major turning point in my life of living the miracle. I followed my intuitive knowing, my inner guidance to go say hello for seemingly no reason to some random stranger. Nothing spectacular happened to me when I talked to the girl for maybe about five minutes. 
I noticed that she was visibly cheered up and became so much brighter when she and I went our separate ways that day. I never saw her again after that. Well, she happened to be, I remember she happened to be a, a brand new kid, new, new kid on the block, so to speak, in that uh, it was a military base. And she had just arrived with her family and, and um, didn't know anybody. So I was probably one of the first of her age group people that actually, you know, said hello to her and welcomed aboard, welcomed her aboard. Well, what I realized years later about that experience was that I started doing that regularly after that point. Until then, you know, I was like most kids, kind of shy. I, I wouldn't go out of my way to say hello to other people, right? I would be in a public place, and after that incident, I would be in a public place, and and uh, I would know that even out of a crowd of thousands of people walking around, a, per a particular person amongst those thousands of people lights up, and I just see them like, pew, light up, and I know I have to go say hello to that particular stranger. Over the years that I've been saying hello to seemingly random strangers, I've come to realize that no one is a random stranger to anyone. I've also realized that there's always a much deeper purpose for my inner prompting to go say hello to that particular person at that particular time. There have been several times in my life that I got to find out what the real miracle was in such an encounter. One time, about 13 years ago, when my first book was republished by a large publishing company, I was invited to give a talk and sign you know, copies of my book and stuff afterwards in a very popular metaphysical bookstore in L.A. I'm going to interrupt Michael's story because we're coming on our first break. He will continue it right after. But this is a time when we like to invite you to our upcoming events, and we have a our next teleclass coming up, Creating Outside of the Box, Energy Work for Creating the Extraordinary, as part of our You Might Be More Psychic Than You Think teleclass series happening this Saturday in 2022, April 2nd, from 10 a.m. to noon Pacific time. You'll learn to do psychic energy work to create outside what's expected, something outside the box of convention, and have a miracle. Wouldn't that be more fun and fulfilling? For all the details and to sign up, go to our April events calendar section at our website, michaeltamura.com, T-A-M as in Mary, U-R-A.com, michaeltamura.com, or call our office and speak with our fabulous assistant, Noel at 530-926-2650 during normal business hours, Pacific time, Monday to Friday. We will return in just a couple of minutes to continue with communicating and creating miracles. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. If you love living the miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at michaeltamora.com forward slash events. 
The best book ever. Transformational, incredible information. One of the best books I've ever read. Inspirational, a must read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose. That's what readers around the world are saying about You Are the Answer. The award-winning book by Michael J. Tomorrow, beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary. Order your copy now at Amazon.com. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Find out more about everything that they offer at michaeltamura.com. And be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. We're happy to have you back. We've been exploring the topic of communicating and creating miracles. Yes, communication isn't just the basis for all relationships and healing. It is all important to creating miracles. Let's continue exploring what makes communicating so essential if you wish to create miracles in your life. Well, hello again. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, in the first first, uh, segment we were talking about, you know, hello starts off every miracle. And, And I was just starting to, before the break, I was just starting to share a story from about 13, 14 years ago when my uh, book, You Are the Answer, got uh, re- picked up by a, a big publishing company and, and republished. And um, I was invited to give a talk at the Bodhi Tree uh, bookstore in Los Angeles, which was one of the very, very popular metaphysical bookstores in L.A. And we really miss it. Yeah. yeah. It was a great store. It was. And and the event was such a smashing success that when my talk started, there was a line of people that went about three quarters around the block, you know, like around one side of the block and then halfway around the other side of the block, uh, who couldn't get in, including <laughs> including our good friend who is a celebrity author who wrote the foreword to my book. <laughs> and so fortunately, he was uh, uh, he had his face against the back window uh, and Raphael, she, he got Raphael's attention and and uh, was making faces at her. And so she, Raphael went out the front door of the, you know, completely different door from the store and ran around the whole block to fetch him. <laughs> but it was packed, at wall-to-wall, standing room only. Well, at any rate, the miracle came close to midnight after pretty much everyone was gone, and the store's event coordinator and Raphael and I were the only ones left. You know, we were packing, packing up books and a few supplies and this and that. We're getting ready to load up our car and, and head back to the hotel. The back door to the lecture hall where I was giving the, uh, gave the talk suddenly opened and a young woman walked in 
And uh, the event organizer was back there by the back door. And and so she she uh, said, oh, can I help you? And the young woman says, well, is there anything going on here tonight? And um, the our host politely told her that, oh, well, yes, there was a wonderful event that evening, but it was long over. Everybody's gone. And just just the three of us were there packing away and finishing up. And she says, you know, sorry, you missed it. Well, the young woman asked that, you know, what kind of event was it? And the, the host told her that it was a book signing event and the author gave a talk to a packed house. And it was really, really good. And, and she says, you know, you ought to, uh, would you be, like to be on our mailing list or anything? And the woman said, no, thank you. Uh, I'm sorry I missed it. She, she looked really disappointed. And so she... Uh, turned around and she was starting to head back to the door out the door and so I was on the op- total opposite end of that lecture hall and I hollered out from the back I said hey <laughs> you know uh, you missed the event but but the speaker's still here and uh, he'd be happy to talk to you to you <laughs> so she turns around and she looks a little confused and she slowly starts to walk back into the store and so I, I walked over, and we kind of met in the middle. And, uh, uh, of course, I, I said hello to her, and she asked me, oh, so you were, you were the speaker tonight? And I said, yes. And she asked me, you know, what did, what did you speak about that evening? So I, this wasn't planned or anything. I, I just I said, well, I spoke about you and your life. <laughs> so that got her attention. It just threw her a bit, and she just looked really perplexed. And, and uh, she said, "You know how how could that be?" Uh, I, I said, "I, I spoke about her, spoke about her life and the purpose for which she was living it here in this world." And she asked, "How how could you have?" Talked to talked about me. You don't know me. We've never met, and uh, I don't know you, and all that kind of stuff. And and I said, well, I really spoke about everyone as the soul that they were, and and the purpose as souls, why they're here. And oh, so she really wanted to know more. So I sp- spoke more specifically about the real her, as I. I saw her and and she was becoming more and more <clears throat> um, that that she was becoming more and more aware that she's really nothing like the person she has long thought she was. And so I continued like that for just just a couple few more minutes more. And then I asked her if she'd like me to sign her a copy of the book since she's you know, she missed the thing, but I was willing to give her a little gift of a copy of my book, and I'd be happy to sign it and wrote a little message to her in the front of the book that she could read later. So she thanked me for the book, and she took it, and and um, she thanked me for taking the time to talk with her, and, and she left, walked out into the midnight, you know, uh, night of Los Angeles. She seemed quite delighted when she did. Yeah. And uh, so I was very happy to have spoken with her, even for like five, ten, not even ten minutes. But I went right back to loading up our car and getting ready to get back to our hotel room. 
And um, it wasn't until three years later that I even thought of that experience. Well, I was signing books at the back of a L.A. hotel, different place, a hotel conference hall in, in some kind of hotel. And I had just given a weekend seminar there and, and people were lined up to, you know, get their books signed and everything. And when I finished one and I looked up to see, you know, the, the next person and get the copy of the book so I can sign it, I noticed, oh, this woman looked familiar. And she, the first thing she said is she, she was holding, clutching a very, very well-worn, you know, all wrinkled and torn in places kind of a copy of my book. And uh, so she, she immediately says, I'm sure you don't remember me, but uh, I don't need you to sign my book because you already did that three years ago. And as soon as she said that, I remembered the whole thing. And so I, I said, oh, I can't remember your name, but I, I remember you. You came in just for like five minutes after the whole event was over at the Bodhi Tree uh, three years ago. And um, we talked for like five or ten minutes. And she was very surprised that I even remembered her. And I told her what we talked about. And she just was wide-eyed and and then she, then she told me that, well, she had missed the seminar. She didn't know about it until she was passing by the hotel and saw the marquee that said I was teaching, giving a seminar that weekend. So she, even though she missed it, she wanted to see if she can find me in the hotel so that she can come and thank me for saving her life three years before. And I immediately kind of laughed and said, ah, I, I really didn't have anything to do with saving anybody's life that night or, you know. And she immediately, she was very serious. She said, no, you're wrong. <laughs> and, I, and I said, okay. And she said, I saved her life that night because she was on her way back to her apartment to kill herself that very night. And she said she already had the fully written, uh, handwritten suicide note in her pocket when I talked to her. And she said something when she was passing by that bookstore, she, she said she hardly even knew what it was. But the light was on. A lot of places were all, you know, shuttered and everything dark. As she was passing by that door, she said she actually stepped back because something told her walk in that bookstore. Ah, amazing, isn't that? She listened. She said she, she, um, you know, had that whole suicide thing, and she was—that's where she was concentrating, and she was just getting ready to, you know, gearing up to do that. Which, and her apartment was just a couple blocks down the street. She said the few minutes of the time that I took her, took with her to talk to her that night, and what I said to her made her change her mind about taking her own life. She said she read my book cover to cover several times and took to heart what she learned from it and changed her life completely. In the three years since that night, she went from being so down and out that she had no reason to live to starting her own photography business that she had dreamt of since she was a kid that she believed she could never, ever have. 
And, and her photography business became an amazing success. And as that happened, she said she met the man of her dreams that she never thought she was going to ever be happy in a relationship. But she met the man of her dreams who they got along so well. And now she was happily married for over two years at that point. And then on top of that, they just bought the house of her dreams together in which they were planning to raise, start raising their family. All happened in a less than three years. That's a miracle. And it started with a simple hello. Of course, that changed my life in profound ways as well. You know, miracles are that way. It's not just one way. It's not like one person gives the other person a miracle. No, the miracle comes from spirit. But the hello, the communication between two or more people is what opens that door for that miracle to plop in. And when that miracle plops in, even though I didn't know about it until three years later, that definitely changed my life for the better as well. And so every miracle is a gift that keeps on giving. I love this idea of hotel, hotel, of hello. I almost said the wrong word there. Well, um, you know, the story that Michael tells, I can validate. I was there. I was a witness to it. It's very amazing. And he's had other stories like this where he just followed his intuition to say hello to someone and it saved them from doing something drastic to themselves. So anybody of you, any one of you, out there who's been contemplating that thing. I don't even like to say the word. Michael's book is a great way to uh, talk yourself out of it. Well, you know, you never know when something you do or say with someone or even a stranger is going to affect them that way. We have our friend, Danny and Brinkley. I've told this story quite often. It's one of my favorite Danny and stories. And that is, he tells a story of walking up into a building, and there's a woman coming up right behind him, and he does the chivalrous thing of turning around, smiling at her, and opening the door for her. You know, he's a southern guy. This is something <laughs> southern guys do. But he found out, similar, several years later, the woman came up to him and said, I was on my way to commit suicide, and your smile made me change my mind. Mm-hmm. And that's really profound. You yep. know, it's it's when you start to be able to connect with people in that deeply profound spirit-to-spirit way, um, you help, we're helping one another stay on our path. Yeah, and it, the, in that situation, it didn't, he didn't, give her some kind of a profound piece of wisdom. No, it was just a smile and and hello, just a kindness. Yes. And that's, you know, myself, my spirit self saying hello to you. You know, it's, Mm -hmm. it's gentle. It doesn't take hardly anything. And, you know, there's going to be a lot of people who aren't going to pay any attention to it. But sometimes even those kind of people get touched in some profound way. Another fun way that a hello and communication can create fun miracles. I'd like to tell a story about this morning or actually last night when I was getting ready for bed, I I decided, well, I'm going to get up at 730 this morning 
But if I'm supposed to get up before then, I just put it to spirit. So I set my alarms. I have three alarms, one on my wrist with my Fitbit, and the other is my phone alarm in case the Fitbit one doesn't wake me up, which it sometimes doesn't. And um, I slept really well last night, very deep and restfully and everything. And right about the time that I would have normally awakened, a cat came into our backyard. We have our windows cracked a little bit open. A cat came into our backyard right under our window and started howling at the top of his or her lungs. And uh, it woke me up. And (laughs) I was very amused. I looked at my watch and went, okay, spirit is showing me that I am not to sleep until 7.30. I'm to get up now. So I turned off all my alarms. And this really delights me because then it doesn't wake up Michael, Mm -hmm. my alarms going off. And uh, I just have so much fun with little things like that. You know, just put it to spirit. Okay, 7.30 is when I think I'd like to wake up. But if I'm supposed to get up a different time, you tell me. And in that case, spirit used a cat. Okay, we're at our second break. So we wanted to let you know about our timely and powerful Ford Teleclass Weekend event we're offering on Saturday, April 23rd and Sunday, April 24th. Having certainty in divinity using your intuition and making a difference in a world in fear, turmoil, and doubt. Included with this remote weekend event will also be our popular bonus Zoom Q&A and social following the last teleclass on Sunday for anyone who attends one or more of the teleclasses over the weekend. And by the way, if you buy the whole weekend, you get a nice discount. The topics for the teleclasses, are as follows, starting with April 23rd, Saturday morning. The title is Confused, Afraid, or in Doubt, How to Access Your Intuition and Know What to Do. And then the afternoon class, they're two two hours long, Want to Help But Don't Know How, Using Your Compassion, Intuition, and Power to Heal. Then the teleclasses on Sunday, April 24th, will be as follows. The morning class, Others Suffering, Getting You Down. How to Heal Yourself and Help Heal Others. And then the afternoon class is Want to Make a Powerful Difference, Having Certainty in Divinity to Build a New World. For all the details or to sign up, go to our April events calendar at michaeltamora.com, our website, or call our office at 530-926-2650 weekdays during business hours Pacific time. We will return in just a couple of minutes to continue with Communicating and Creating Miracles. We'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Find out more about everything that they offer at michaeltamura.com. And be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. The best book ever. Transformational. Incredible information. One of the best books I've ever read. Inspirational. A must-read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose. That's what readers around the world are saying about You Are the Answer, the award-winning book by Michael J. Tomorrow. 
beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary. Order your copy now at Amazon.com. If you love living the miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at michaeltamora.com forward slash events. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Welcome back. Many people assume that miracles just happen and we don't have much to do with creating them. Yet, if we're the ones experiencing the miracles, we certainly have something to do with them, don't we? And we're talking spirit to spirit, not body to body. Today, we've been exploring the part communication plays in us creating miracles and inviting miracles into our lives. So let's find out more about how communicating relates to creating miracles. Yeah, I was was thinking about, you know, talking about my, when my book was published and everything got me thinking about you know publishing and everything and and in the publishing world and in for authors in relationship to getting an agent or whatever uh, getting an editor to listen to you or whatever you're supposed to give an elevator what's called an elevator pitch, pitch yeah. right and and that used to mean you know two minutes or less in two minutes or less you need to tell the main thing of what your book is about and blah, blah, blah. And why it's called an elevator pitch is because uh, if you walk into an elevator and, and there's the person you need to talk to, you have to be able to do it before either of you reaches your floor. <laughs> and so usually you don't even have two minutes. And uh, nowadays, the two-minute elevator pitch has been, last time I heard, it was like 30 seconds. That's it. The <laughs> elevators go pretty fast these days, and, and so does everybody. So, and, and why I'm laughing is because I'm very, you know, the opposite. <laughs> I could take something that you could say in three sentences and, and write a whole book about it. <laughs> so it's always been very, very difficult for me to you know, keep it really short. Well, speaking of miracles and saying hello, that that starts off with saying hello is uh, definitely, it's happened in elevators many times for me. And one time that I remember is uh, I went to Canada and and I was there for a few few days and I stayed at this hotel and uh, I had finished with my meetings and whatever and got back to the hotel very late. It was, you know, midnight, 12.30, whatever, one o'clock almost. And um, so I, I was walking in from the cold outside uh, Toronto weather. And um, uh, I, you know, you go right to the, the front lobby and I made friends with, with the people who worked in the front desk. So, oh, hi, Michael. And uh, I'm, we're talking and just saying hello. and. And I said, oh, uh, I was 
trying to get to the the elevator door was just closing and this is a very slow elevator <laughs> so i only have to go like four four floors or whatever but it's a slow elevator and uh so so the door's closing fortunately it's closing slowly so i'm trying to run to the uh elevator to catch it and so the clerk who recognized me in the front hollers to the person she must have known we're just checked her in or whatever the person who just got in the elevator going upstairs and so she hollers to her by calling her first name and says oh so and so could you could you hold the elevator for uh michael and and i see this little hand coming out and pushing the door and it starts to go back and so it gave me time to get there and uh I thanked her and everything. It's a young woman uh, by herself in, in the elevator. So as the door's closing, I said hello to her, and, and uh, uh, I mentioned something right off the top of my head. I just mentioned something about her, and, and she just just opened up like nobody's business, and, and she started to tell me, uh, oh, I, I might, might have said, oh, are you a new mother? And she says, no, I'm not that new, but I have two kids, two little kids. And then she starts crying, and, and I asked her, you know, what was going on with her? And and so she started to tell me about this dilemma. And the reason she was at that hotel that, that particular night, she had just checked in <laughs> because she couldn't stay at home. She got she dropped off her kids uh, with uh, uh, an aunt or somebody. And uh, uh, came to stay in the hotel because she couldn't stay there because her, her, um, he wasn't her husband, but her, you know, partner was there, and she needed to get away from him to think. It's it's just to, she had to think, and with him there, she couldn't think. And so I, I talked to her about, you know, what was really going on with her. And in him, and why, and I de- described, you know, is he like this and this, and and she goes, oh my God, you know, how do you know all that? And 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 uh, she says, we just met. How do you know this much about me? And and so we start talking, and then my floor came, and and I said, where's what floor are you going to? And she goes, uh, uh, oh, it was the reverse. Uh, her floor came, and and she was going to go out. And I said, okay, I, I can step out here. And would you like to talk some more? And she says, yes. So we stepped out of the elevator, uh, sat on this bench by the elevator and, and talked a little bit more and ah, probably 15 minutes at the most. And after we talked for about 15 minutes and, and she cried an enormous amount. <laughs> and then after that, she, she says, you don't know this was a prayer answered for me. She says, I, I knew I had to go to a hotel, just be by myself. But now you gave me the courage and, and everything to do what I really need to do next. And uh, so I have the rest of the night tonight to meditate because that's what I uh, suggested for her. And, and uh, and then I ran up and got my book for her and everything. And uh, she says, so I'm going to stay an extra day here and just 
meditate and reflect on everything and make my decisions. And I, I feel like I can move ahead. And so I never saw her again. But that, it's, it's always like that for me is these kinds of encounters, a simple hello, few minutes of communication, and boom, the miracle happens, keeps on happening, and generally I never see that person again. Interesting, isn't it? It's, that's been my experience on and off all my life. I wanted to bring up, um, because Michael's talking about this, about how he likes to say hello to people, you know, I know the younger generation that we have in has been trained of uh, stranger danger. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, you have to be intuitive when you are saying hello to someone and just have that knowingness that this is a person you need to talk to. So I wanted to give you tips on that first hello that you would give in some way to anyone. So one would be simply, you know, when you feel pulled or you see that person lighting up, if you're clairvoyant, is that spirit to spirit hello. You know, there's the body personality and who that person is on uh, being in the body. And then there's the spirit who is who you're really talking to when you're giving this kind of hello. You can just from your mind to there say hello to them. Just hello. You don't have to stare at them. Be in your own space. If people tend to run away from you when you approach them, it's because you're not in your own space. You're not grounded, and you're bringing your energy all over that other person. But if you're grounded in the center of your head, you say hello, spirit to spirit to that person, and you speak to them with kindness, and you keep your intuition open and willing to get the communication that you are supposed to give to them. You want to elaborate on that? Yeah, and and one of the, you know, when Raphael is uh, su- suggesting that and everything, I get some of you listening right now wanted to know, okay, how do you say spirit to spirit and, in, in, you know, actually do it? And one thing that's important in being able to say hello spirit to spirit is to really be in your own space. And one simple, simple way you can do that is to ground yourself just from your first chakra. Uh, we've done this many times in our previous shows. And those of you who haven't been on some of those shows that we ran you through that, you can go to our website and go to our free stuff. Uh, it's got things called free stuff and it's drop down menu and go to the audio section of the free stuff. Then there's a thing you can download uh, a two hour, uh, what would you call it? A spiritual toolkit. And that will show you how to do all these things. But, but uh, when you ground yourself to the center of the earth and, and then be in the center of your head, Ah, and this isn't the same as get analytical and intellectual. No, being in the center of your head, it's, it's not about the head. It's not about the brain. It's just being in the center in your awareness. And what happens is you, you'll find when you are really more and more in the center of your head, you start to become more and more neutral. You're not out in front of you. You're not trying to control something. You're not trying to do something to somebody. No, you're right back in your own space. And from that space, 
that neutrality, that quiet that you start to experience when you're in the center of your head is you starting to access yourself as your inner self as spirit more and more. And from that space, you're speaking your everything you communicate, even telepathically or verbally or any which way, you start to communicate as the spirit that you are to the other person. Then from that place, just communicate and, and, and say hello to with the with the intention of you're speaking not to the body person, not to their personality, not to their behavior, but you're saying hello to who they truly are within. And when you do that, it starts to open up that space of spirit-to-spirit communication. And that hello is what opens the sesame, <laughs> opens the door to the miracle. And and um, that's when you know, okay, there's this entirely different communication that happens. And the interesting thing about uh, what Raphael was saying, you know, with the younger uh, people these days have been kind of trained to with stranger danger and don't talk to strangers, you know. It's but, a good rule, actually. Yeah, it is as a the survival safety rule it's and in this day and age yes so you have to use your intuition but ah when you know yes i need to say hello if you do that in the spirit to spirit miracles happen yes indeed and we're almost at the end of our show for today if you can believe it thank you for joining us we are ever grateful that we get to spend this time with you We hope you'll join us again next Wednesday for our episode called Abundance is Having One, Not Two. While some people may think abundance is based on quantity, the true source of abundance is limitlessness, which is forever undivided. undivided. In this type of math, two and more are limited. Oneness is not. Tune in and discover the truth about abundance and how you can tap into it more. Remember our next teleclass, Creating Outside the Box, Energy Work for Creating the Extraordinary, as part of our You Might Be More Psychic Than You Think teleclass series is coming up this Saturday, April 2nd, 2020, 2022, I mean, (laughs) from, where am I, from 10 a.m. to noon Pacific time. Be sure to check out our special remote teleclass Weekend event we're offering Saturday and Sunday, April 23rd and 24th, having certainty and divinity, using your intuition and making a difference in a world in fear, turmoil, and doubt. For all the class titles, write-ups, and other details, check our website events calendar for April 2022, as well as our upcoming newsletters and social media pages. We'd love to have you sign up to be on our mailing list. Until then, be inspired Use your imagination and follow your intuition joyfully. This is Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora. Hello, and we'll see you next week. We appreciate your joining us today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again next week, remember to wake up to who you are. It's your purpose here on Earth.